I'm Jonathan Goldstein, and you're listening to Wiretap on CBC Radio 1 and Sirius Satellite Radio 137. Today's episode, A Dream of Life. Thank you for calling the telephone. This is Regina. How may I help you? My name is David Wentworth. I'm a, Hello, I'm a, David. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for asking. Okay. Um, I, I really need to cancel my service, and this is the third time that I've called, and I was told both of the previous times that it was canceled, and I'm still getting a bill. Okay. So I, I can't. I, to my knowledge, I canceled this program in November. Sounds like you're on our forty for thirty program. Uh, where well, I was. I have a I have a confirmation number from the call that I placed on November fourteenth. Okay, I'm w- not showing that in my records. Do you know who you spoke to? I, I didn't get the name of the person, but I was given a okay, confirmation. Okay, sir. If you, I, if you don't know who you spoke to, I really can't help you. Does this number mean anything to you? W as in Wilson three four seven. J as in Jackie. You spoke with Jackie. No, 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 no. I'm saying Jackie J as I'm no sorry, longer ma'am. with the company. I'm saying J as in Jackie as that's the that's the letter in the. Oh, in I the, see. Uh, My apologies. That's all right. I was really need to cancel this service. I'm not. I don't okay, use this language. Uh, if I could just ask you a couple of questions, has there been any problems with your service? It's not a problem. It's just we've. We okay, don't so use this landline anymore, so and that's why we're we're canceling right, it. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take you off the 40 for 30 program. I'm going to put you on the 20 for 10 program. No, we don't want to be on, I, ma'am. Is- we don't want to be on any program. Okay, we're not we're not using this landline, so I would like to be taken off of it entirely. I don't know if I was put on a different plan from okay, before. Sir, Maybe this. What was I'm a- going to do is I'm going to take you off the 20 for 10 program. Thank I'm you. going to add on ten dollars for the reconnection charge. I'm no, no, I don't want a reconnection, ma'am. You're not listening to me, please. I I need to cancel the service. Okay, okay? sir. Here you go. I'm going to take you off of the 2010 program. I'm going to put you on the 5 for 5 program. I don't want a program. I don't want any program. I don't want to be getting a bill from you. Okay, sir, here we go. Watch this. I'm going to take off the $80 that you still owe. Then I'm going to cancel your 5 for 5 program. I'm going to put you on the 1 for 1 program. I don't want a program. The 1 for 1 program allows you one call a month. Why would you have a program where there would be one call a month? We also call it, uh, our nickname is the Jailbird program. Uh, So you're going to be on the 1 for 1 program. I don't want Now, the cancellation charges are going to be $200. Are you kidding me? A cancellation? No, 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 no. All I'm asking for is a cutoff, a cancellation. There's no need to get irate. I am trying to help you. I'm sorry. I'm trying to be patient, but you're not understanding what I'm saying. Okay? You're not understanding what what I'm saying. saying. You want to be off the one-for-one program. I want to be on no program. I'm going to put you on the zero-to-zero program, okay? I don't want to be on a program. I want to be not zero-to-zero program allows you no phone calls, no minutes. Now, I need a money order for that $250 cancellation fee. You're charging me $250 just to cancel? That's absurd. I'm not paying you. $250 $250 to quit your service, I'd be better off having it and paying $80. Now you're pay. talking. Okay, let's put you back on the 80 for No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I, I, okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to waive that $250 cancellation fee. I'm going to just you. tack on the $100 equipment fee as we're going to have to repossess the equipment that we gave to you. Uh, I'm what, equipment are you what equipment are you referencing? Uh, we have a phone of our own which we bought. No, sir. We have to go into the uh, area around your home, and we have to actually take out the phone line. I'm not paying $100 to have my wires removed. I, I, I would like to speak to your supervisor. Do you, is there a supervisor in your office? Oh, I can speak certainly, to? sir. One moment, please. I'm going to transfer you over to Jonathan. Thank you. In dreams, we are free of the body. I'm trying to get my phone service canceled. I've got a confirmation here of W. The rigid laws of the physical universe become elastic. 
What are you talking? If we suddenly find ourselves dancing a two-step with a nanny goat, I'm talking. Rather than thinking why, this has nothing to do with. We only note how fleet of foot and graceful this nanny goat is. I, I don't understand. I, in I, dreams, I, we dare drink of the private, horrible, Can you even hear me? I'm talking about a phone bill. Lovely, I have a W three four seven J. from the cornucopia of our own minds, imagining. In childhood, there were dreams of flight. In our dreams, we rose into the sky as though flying were some long-forgotten primordial talent. I have not had a dream where I can fly since I was a child. Dreams of flight have left me. Now, when I dream, I dream mostly of things that are no more fantastic than going to the post office to buy envelopes. I dream of eating meatballs in a restaurant while wondering whether I should have ordered the shrimp salad. I dream of ordinary things. There is very little wonderland in both my waking life and my dream life. Yet on this one particular night a few weeks ago, I dreamt I was able to fly. My ability to fly hits me as I am stepping off a curb. The sudden realization that I am indeed airborne feels quite natural—a kind of stupid human trick, like being able to invert one's tongue or raise an eyebrow. My ability to rise into the air is accompanied by a sort of unspectacular feeling of, oh yeah. I forgot I could do that. And as far as flight goes, it isn't all that much flight to brag about. I managed to hover at a height about level to the curb, where I float for a few seconds, and then come back down. And that is it. I try once more, and again, my levitation lasts only a few seconds, during which I can only get about an inch or so off the Earth's surface. And the effort it takes me to do this is excruciating, and it makes me quite nauseous. Not only that, but I must use all of my concentration to keep myself from becoming wobbly and tipping over. Even in the dream, I realize that it isn't at all like when I was a kid and can fly as easily as a bird. It's almost as though I am now too heavy for the meager powers of flight that I have been left with. Plus, I find that even though I am no more than an inch off the ground. I am experiencing vertigo. My vision becomes blurry and my stomach becomes upset. And on top of all that, I can only fly about a hundredth of a mile per hour, and doing so requires a strange sort of paddling motion, as though I am treading in a vat of yogurt. If I were a caped superhero, my name would be Mediocre Man. Where will I fly to? I wonder. I must act right away, for in this dream there is the foreknowledge that this secret power might be fleeting, that my ability to fly might vanish as suddenly as it appeared. I can fly anywhere, anywhere in the whole world, albeit slowly. Yet the only place I can think to fly to is the Laronde Amusement Park. Laronde was my favorite place as a kid, and it seems like a suitable destination. From where I am, it's about a ten-minute car drive. And probably, as the mediocre man flies, about a three-day flight. If there were anyone watching me, rather than being seized with a feeling of wonder or awe, they would be made giggly at the sight of a man who looks as though he is standing on a very slow, invisible conveyor belt. But the streets are empty, and I am glad of that, as I do not want to attract attention. After all, I don't want to risk kidnapping. I do not wish to be forced to fly in circles in a freak show with a dog's leash attaching my neck to a tetherball pole. 
Even in dreams, I wish to remain prudent and unflamboyant. After several minutes of tedious, unspectacular flight, I decide that it might be faster to just take the metro. With this thought, I suddenly find myself awake. I'm, I'm not going to share it with you. Mom, tell me your dreams. I don't know if I feel comfortable telling you about my dreams. What are, what are you ashamed of? Do you dress in women's clothes in your dreams? No, I'm, it's not a matter of being ashamed. Do you have lady dreams? Do you dream you're a lady? No, I don't. Do you have a name of the lady that you are in your dreams? Is it Shirley? Come on, tell me what your dreams are. No, why would I do that? Why would I set myself up for you know the, the for the barrage of insults and I'm not, forget it? Insults. Who's which number do you dial? I'm not going to barrage you with insults. I'm here to help you. Sincerely, you want to help me. Listen, I read the work of Sigmund Freud, The Interpretation of Dreams, his book, which I read. Tell me your stupid dream. Come on, I'm running out of patience with you. Okay, all right, fine. Um, uh, anyway, in the dream, I'm able to fly a little bit, uh, and I'm trying to get someplace, but it's, it's, it's very strenuous, and so I decide to take the metro instead, and inside the station... Um, I start being chased by Nazis. Who wouldn't be? Go on. And I, I get into, uh, I finally, I lose the Nazis, and I make it into this public co-ed washroom. Can't you do any better than that? I, I didn't even get to anything yet. Your dream is like from the 1970s. Like if this dream were on TV, I would have changed the channel already. But go on. You enter into a washroom. What happens? You wash your hands twice, and then you dry them, and you exit them. Give me the meat of the dream. No, it's sort of like a Turkish bath, but it's co-ed, and there's uh, women and men walking around okay, with okay. towels wrapped around them. And the towel falls off? No, no towel falls off. But uh, I, I want to find a toilet stall to change into my bath towel and leave my clothing. Okay. And when I enter into the, the bathroom stall, I find myself wedged. The, the walls are too narrow. Okay, the end. Why, why can't you have dreams like... Then I jumped into the laser beam spaceship and we rocketed through and then there was like, you know, the aliens what? chased us and we shot out the planet and exploded. And then the next thing I knew, I was underwater with my special underwater breathing apparatus. You know, like that kind what, of thing. What, what, what you, you know, there's no cost of having like Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie in your dreams. But I can't control what I'm going to dream, can I? What do you cast locals from the repertory theater company, like the local regional theater who puts on like, you know, some <laughs> Max Senate comedies in the basement of the church? It's called dreaming. You want to dream big. I'm telling you about a dream that's kind of psychologically affecting. It's a, it's subtle. Your dreams are like 16-millimeter art house films with one guy in the back coughing. And I have dreams that open to $144 million weekend. What, are you competing with me on, on, uh, about, about our dreams? I'm not competing with you. I'm trying to help you. I'm telling you, you need to add a little bit of razzmatazz, some, some production values to your dreams. You know, honestly, I mean, Gregor, you have insulted every single aspect of my life. This is new, though, insulting me for my dreams. It's not an insult. Listen, what would you do if I came to you and I said, listen, I've got to tell you, my innermost thought is that I dream of someday having a hard-boiled egg. And you'd say, that's it? A hard-boiled egg? You don't even want it scrambled or over easy? I'm like, no, for me, it's good enough, hard-boiled. I'll put a little salt on, have it for later in my pocket. You would say that is sad, pathetic. Are you saying that like that that I'm I, I have some agency here that I that I can actually will myself to 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 dream better? Who is the author of your dreams? I mean, dreams just happen; they're spontaneous. You can't. Spontaneous. You know. What do you think? There's a little midget projectionist in the back of your head who starts with a film. It's you. It's just you. What's in your brain coming out? 
And what's in your brain is that a Nazi chased you into a bathroom and then you can't fit in a stall to change into your cape or whatever it was you're saying. If that was my dream, this is what I, how it would have gone. The Nazis are chasing me. I turn around and I kill all the Nazis. I hate Nazis. I'm not like you. Easy on the Nazis. Then when I run into the Turkish bath, it's not co-ed. It's only women in the Turkish bath. That's the kind of dream I have. A bunch of naked ladies in a Turkish bath. Mm -hmm. You follow me? I, I don't know why I open up to you. You know, it's, it's... You open up to me because I help you. You're not helping me. Okay, I'll, gi I'll give you some real insight right now. I think what you are bound for, my friend, is to get stuck in a public bathroom. That's what you think my dream means. Well, I'm, you give me something to work with here. I think that's what your dream means. So what you're saying is I've had a prophetic dream. I don't know that you've had a prophetic dream, but it's certainly a pathetic dream. Mm -hmm. oh, listen, let me wake you up to something, no pun intended. It's called big dreams. Mm -hmm. You ever hear of a guy named Martin Luther King Jr.? Mm -hmm. He had a dream. You remember that guy? Yes. I... Did, do you remember anything in his dream about being stuck in a men's room toilet stall? I don't think so. Mm -hmm. Can I talk you through a dream? What are you, what are you talking about? We'll go back and forth. Like, you have a dream about something, and I'll adjust it to be an epic size. You're going to edit my dreams. I think you'd be better off with insomnia than the dreams that you have now. I'm trying to give you something big to dream for. All right, fine. Um, I, you know, I often dream that I'm in my apartment, and okay, I find... Okay, right there. Stop, stop. Select apartment, delete it, and replace it with the word palace. I don't live in a palace. doesn't matter where you live. you got to dream big. What are you going to... Go to sleep in your rotten apartment that smells like cats and then dream that you're in your rotten apartment that smells like cats? You might as well stay awake. My point is, your life is kind of grim. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's not me being mean. It's just, I'm just giving you the news. I'm not making it. Yeah, but, but you, what, you, what you seem to not be getting is that I cannot choose what's a dream. Okay, I obviously dialed wrong. Put me on the phone with the guy who chooses what you're supposed to dream about. Because I thought it was you. Stupid. What are you telling me? That you could go to sleep tonight and you could you could decide beforehand what you're going to dream and then you dream it? Yes. What do you think I dream about? That's what real men do. Little boys go to dream and they, they have frightening dreams that there's an alligator under their bed because that's what they're afraid of. Big men go to dream and they dream that there's a Lamborghini parked where their crappy Ford Fiesta was in the garage. And it's not just a Lamborghini. It's a Lamborghini full of bacon in the glove compartment and money in the back seat. Uh -huh. Enough of this talk. I'm going to give you a roadmap for, for, for powerful dreaming, okay? This is the universal accepted technique by all reasonable people everywhere. For how to dream. First of all, uh -huh. you want to get yourself a big plate of suicide sauce chicken wings. You ever heard of them? Yeah, that's not a good thing to eat before you go to bed. It's a perfectly good thing to eat. And then you should do a bunch of exercise right before you go to sleep, like... Get out of bed and do some push-ups, you know, something like that. Again, I mean, that's, that's, that's like a textbook example of what you're not supposed to do before you go to sleep. Textbook from what? The textbook on how to have lame, mediocre dreams that are like little biscuits soaked in milk for old people to eat that doesn't upset their stomachs? Suicide sauce, my son. Uh-huh. Then you want to make sure there's plenty of air circulation, so I'd suggest you open up a few windows. You might wind up with some of that cat hair blowing up your nose because okay. it might make a little dust bubble. Okay, Gregor, first of all, I don't, even, I don't even own a cat, okay? You don't have to own a cat to have an apartment full of cat hairs. It's a metaphor. Cat hair is a metaphor. For your life, for your sad, miserable life full of dust balls and dust bunnies and the whole thing. Listen, you get into bed. Mm -hmm. You get on all fours. All fours. You pull your chin down to your chest. Mm -hmm. And then you just say, I'm a lion and I'm the king of the jungle. The king of the jungle dreams whatever he wants. And and this is and this is going to give me good dreams. The best. It, it's it's it sounds completely. Uh... Hey, how do you know you're not dreaming right now? Maybe you should go wake yourself up right now. Maybe I should.
Maybe you should. Well, maybe I, maybe I will. Wake up. Wake up, Jonathan. You trapped me in your crappy, boring dream. I got a life to live. I can't be stuck in your stupid dream talking nonsense all day long. Get up. If I do get up, where does that leave you? Let me out. So you're so you're somewhat of a, of an expert on on dreaming and the dream state, and you've written about it. Yes, I'm I'm an expert on working, especially on helping people uh, heal and transform themselves through dreams, that through working with their dreams. Is is there anything that a person can do to make themselves dream differently? Yes, but. Um, I I feel the, the the way you dream is is perfect and and even if your dreams are difficult that is an opportunity to to work through that and and um you know one of the things I recommend to my uh, students uh and and they've recommended to my clients and as a hypnotherapist is to um direct the dream and um tra- transform it into something that you want to uh have happen a dream that I've had recently um, involved my getting stuck in a bathroom toilet stall. Um, sorry, a dream you had recently involved in, what? Involved getting stuck in a bathroom toilet stall. In a bathroom what? In, in a bathroom toilet stall. Yes. Okay. The recurring dream? This is a recurring dream, yeah. Okay. That toilet stall is just a, as much a part of you as the part of you that is in the toilet stall. It's definitely just as much a part of who you are. But I, w- I would rather have a dream where I'm, you know, flying over the city with laser beams coming out of my eyes than being stuck in a bathroom uh-huh. is the thing. Well, well, then, and and the way you're going to have dreams that are more, um, you know, celebratory uh, or more wish fulfillment are one of, are to work through to 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 work through these dreams. These dreams will continue to manifest themselves until you find your solution to them. And how, and how can you do that? You know, you could right now, you could just, <laughs> if, you know, we could do a little bit of gestalt and I could have you uh, describe, describe yourself as the stall, um, as if you were this character. Myself as, as, a, as the toilet stall? Yeah. How would I describe myself? Yeah, as if this were really you, as if you are a toilet stall. What would it be, how would it be for you to be this toilet stall, and how would you describe yourself? Man, it almost defies my powers of description. To say I almost defy my powers of description. You see, this is you now. I, as a toilet stall, almost defy my powers of description. Yes. I am... I don't... Toilet stally. To- toilet stally. Okay. Uh, I am narrow. Yeah. I I I am narrow and unclean. Uh huh. Okay. I'm square. All right. And um, how does it feel to be this toilet stall that you are? Inert. It feels maybe. I feel inert. I feel inert. I feel um, empty. Good. Okay, that's great. Now, yeah. 
Now, in Gestalt work, we'd actually put an empty chair in front of you and have you switch chairs as you do this to kind of get into it more. But um, but what you could do is talk to the toilet stall, and you know now you're back to being Jonathan, and uh-huh. and say what what do you want to say to this toilet stall? I mean, if you could talk to it, and this was a talking toilet stall, what would you say to it as you're there, stuck inside of it? You know, don't don't cramp me. Good. Yeah. Uh, okay. All right. And and yeah. then switch and be the toilet stall. And what do you say in response to what Jonathan just said? I'm just being a toilet stall. I'm just be. You know. I'm, uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. I'm just being a narrow, shrinking toilet stall. Uh huh. Then what do you say in response to that? Let me out so that I could fly, and and I don't want to be in this. I don't want to be in here anymore. Say, I don't want to be in you anymore. I don't want to be in you anymore. Aha! Uh-huh. Good. Okay. So there's communication happening here between you. That's good. Now switch. And what does the toilet stall say? Be the toilet stall. Too bad. Uh, you're gonna you're gonna stay here. All right. Well, good. We're getting right down to it now. Uh, so switch and be Jonathan. I want to get out. Let me out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to get out of the toilet. Switch. You're staying right where you are, little man. Aha. Uh-huh. You're not going anywhere. All right. Switch and be Jonathan. Well, why would you say that to me? Okay. Well, now, now that's a question. So, oh. so can you make it into a statement? How dare uh, you speak new... that way to me? Good. Yeah. 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 And then to. Tell it what you don't like about it. You know, I mean, I I don't like this kind of needy, clingy behavior. Switch and be the toilet stall. You're tricking me into opening up the door so that you can get out. Okay, it's good. cozy. You're doing both sides are doing great. Now, now be Jonathan. You don't have a willing participant. You have a uh, a hostage. You've just said a lot of important things. Now, now segue on to what do you want from this toilet stall? You just talked about at the end of the day you have a hostage. What, right. what do you want from it? Okay, wait, who am I again? I'm the... You're, you're Jonathan. Right, okay, I'm Jonathan. Tell the toilet stall what you want from it. You're okay, saying this what is... you don't like about what's happening now. What do you want? All right, what I want... You're, you're killing me. You're, on, you're Honestly, I can't... I don't even know what to say to you anymore. Okay, you now... Know? I mean, it's ridiculous. I go to sleep, and, 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 you know, there you are. You just said something very powerful. You said you're killing me. Now, let's reverse that and say I could kill you. Tell that to the toilet stall. I could kill the toilet stall? Yeah, I could kill you. Just say that and see how it feels. All right. I'm sorry, I didn't... Right, okay. Uh, I could kill you. Yeah. Yeah. So say that. Okay, now, toilet stall, how do you feel about Jonathan's um, hostility now and how he really wants to get out? I... um, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm a toilet stall. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, I'm a toilet stall. Now switch and be Jonathan. I can't breathe. Yeah, good, good. I, and that's, I, 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 you know, I, I can't live for you. I can't yeah. be here because you want me to be. I need to get out of here. Mm-hmm. I just, yeah, I just need to, like, okay. kick the door open. Great. And it's, it's too much already, okay? Okay. Every, like, it's, I'm trying my best, okay? I'm sitting here. I'm, like, what more do you want from me, Mom? I mean, I, I love yeah. you, you know, but it's just, it's too much already. Yeah. I call you all the time, and it's never enough. Uh-huh. I'm going to rip these walls right out of the floor. Then do it. Rip the walls right out of the floor. Go for it. 
And, and you might you might make gestures and, and I'm just shoving it away. I'm just completely I'm shoving good. I'm shoving the walls. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I'm free. I'm free. Okay, good. How does it feel now? It How do you feel great. now? All right. It, yeah. Great. Yeah. So notice how that feels to be free. It, it, you know, it. I mean, it. Uh, I shoved the, the, the microphone stand. Uh, right. I didn't hear you very well for a while, but yeah. I figured you were. <laughs> I figured you were because you were doing what you had to do. I mean, you think that you think that that does something? Yeah. You just you're doing great. Yeah. Well, good. So we really got into it, didn't we? Yeah, we certainly did. Great! Yeah. Yeah! I'm wondering what if this whole world's a fake? What if, like, it's a dream? Because, um, when we die, what if, like, God is not a god and all that? What if he's just setting us up? I dream that I'm falling and it's pitch black and I don't know where I'm going. It's like, I don't know, I just feel lost. I had a dream once that I was flying on a Pegasus. You know what a Pegasus is? A Pegasus is like a flying horse with rainbows. And I woke up and I'm like, yeah, yeah. It's just a nightmare. It's like uh, Saturday, right? I had a dream, right? And it was some numbers. So I went outside and I put $150 on the numbers. And the number came out yesterday. I had a couple dreams that... uh. I was smooching a couple of girls, though. And, uh, when I wake up, I'm like, oh, darn. On Wiretap today, you heard Steve Waltine, Katie Rich, Gregor Ehrlich, and Randall Churchill. Mr. Churchill can be reached at hypnotherapy.com. Mr. Churchill can be reached at hypnotherapy.com. Mr. Churchill can be reached at hypnotherapy.com. And his books can be purchased at transformingpress.com. Wiretap is produced by me, Jonathan Goldstein, with Mira Bertwintonic, Mundy Dore, and Carolyn Warren. Tune into Wiretap Sunday at 1 for Pacific Time. You can also hear Wiretap across North America on Sirius Satellite Radio 137. Reach us through our website at cbc.ca slash wiretap. <laughs>